Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell. Hi, my name is Jane Powell. Welcome to Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. This is a show showcasing community involvement, and today I'm very happy to welcome Lynn Fruth to our show. Lynn, thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Lynn, you are president and CEO of Fruth Pharmacy, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about Fruth, but a lot about what you are doing for the community, and I'm so excited to share your story. Absolutely, I am too. So um, what brings us here today is the Bridge of Hope Scholarship Fund. But there's a little bit of backstory before we get there. Is that right? Right. So Fruit Pharmacy has been involved in scholarships for 27 years. Um, we hold an annual golf tournament, uh, which is our primary fundraiser, and it's all done by our employees. And over the years, we had gotten to the point where we had nearly 40 scholarships endowed. Wow. And I'm really proud to say my parents really believed in education. Once they got all five of their children educated, they turned that attention to the community because my, my mother and dad said, if you want to change a community, then you need to educate the children there. Mm -hmm. So over the years, literally hundreds of students have gone on Fruit Pharmacy scholarships. We have about 40 endowed scholarships. Wow. Raising over $850,000 to this point to support scholarships in many different colleges across Ohio and West Virginia. And a couple years ago, I started thinking about, we've got all these scholarships and we're helping all these students who are coming right out of high school. We have a lot of scholarships that help our employees and their children or grandchildren. But there was this other non-traditional group that we really got kind of interested in. And so we gave a couple scholarships to Recovery Point graduates. Mm -hmm. And those were men who had completed a recovery program. and. That kind of really just opened my eyes. I had been to Recovery Point, had spoken there, had seen the good work that they were doing, and we gave a scholarship. So the first year we gave a scholarship, and the young man selected walked into the room, and I was like, oh my, he's handsome, he's, you know, he's the kind of young man you'd say, oh wow, I wish he was dating my daughter kind of thing. Right. And his wife was a childhood friend of my daughter. Oh my goodness. And that's when I realized, wow, this whole addiction problem is touching every part of our society. Because every time I go to Recovery Point, there are one or two or three young men who come up to me and say, Lynn, do you remember me? And these are kids who were friends of my kids. So it's, I think what we're learning as society, it's not the stereotype. A person that we think of as being in recovery. It's something that touches everyone's lives. Oh, I, you know, I think, I know it's touched our family. Mm -hmm. You know, we've dealt with it in my family. I think you would be hard pressed to find a person in our community whose life has not been touched, whether it's a family member, a friend, mm -hmm. someone they know from church, a neighbor. So, it, it really is that pervasive that it's touching almost everyone's lives. Right. So we gave that scholarship. That young man has since graduated, has gone on to graduate school, and then we went back the next year to give the scholarship. And that year, the young man, uh, we gave two, and one of the young men who won that year 
told me I was here last year. I had just come to Recovery Point last year when you gave the scholarship. And I said to myself, next year, I want to be getting that scholarship from Fruth. Oh, I've got chills. That's great. Yeah. You and, motivated him. Oh, wow. And there he was. And the thing that really surprised me was, you know, we did this little ceremony. Mayor Williams came from the city of Huntington. And the family members came, the wives, the girlfriends, the parents, the sisters, the nephews. Mm -hmm. And I realized these families were not ashamed that their loved one had been in addiction. They were proud. They were proud of what their son, their husband had accomplished. Mm -hmm. And now these folks were healthy and they were back in the family. They were giving back to the community. And that kind of was the beginning. So I've been very involved in the harm reduction program and trying to support different ways of combating the drug abuse problem. And my son had just graduated from college. And he said to me, Mom, you really need to do something about this problem with the opioids. You can really make a difference in our community. You are in a position that you can really make a change. And I'm really challenging you to do that. Good for him. So I said, okay, Michael. So we got together with the um, Dr. Brummage, Dr. Kilkenny from the two different Charleston and Huntington Health Departments, Tim Hazlett, Matt Boggs from Recovery mm -hmm. Point, and we met at Panera Bread. <laughs> we met at Panera Bread on about the 1st of December, and I told these gentlemen that I had this dream of starting a fund that would create scholarships. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't just be scholarships for college. If you want to become a welder or a, a hairdresser or a massage therapist, whatever you wanted to do that would lead to good employment, we would consider. And all of the men were excited about it, but they said, we can't raise any money. We really struggled to raise money. So I said, well, I'm going to give you $20,000 to start, and I will go out and try to raise some money for you. So within two weeks, on December 15th, I think, we had a press conference in Charleston. Senator Capito was there. Mm -hmm. Senator Manchin was there. And I was able to announce that by contacting uh, friends in the industry, uh, Walgreens supported our fund, Cardinal supported our fund, some uh, generic manufacturers supported our fund, uh, the hospital, Cabell Huntington Hospital Foundation. I was able to announce that day that in two weeks we had raised $100,000. Wow. Yeah. So that was really exciting. So that's kind of where we got started. And from there, we've continued to receive donations. Fruth will continue to support it at $20,000 a year. But we are going to need, you know, as we blow this out and we help more and more people, we will at some point need more financial help from other foundations or other charities. So um, I believe that you have a nice story about um, someone who had made a donation to uh, Bridge of Hope but came in, participated in your golf tournament, and heard some stories and is now moved right. to uh, participate a little more. So every year... I invite all of our scholarship winners 
to come to our annual golf tournament. And it is a big party. It is 140 golfers who come in from all over the country, California, New York, Florida, very successful businessmen who pay a lot of money to come in and participate in this golf tournament to help us with scholarships. But I invite the scholarship winners because I think it's so important that they be recognized. Mm -hmm that they need to be affirmed for their success. Absolutely. So the, so the scholarship winners all wear a red shirt all day that says Fruit Scholarship Winner so that all of the golfers can congratulate them and talk to them. And I always introduce them to the crowd in the beginning and tell what scholarship they won and what they're going to do with their life. And this time I had um, two, actually two different people were so impressed with the Bridge of Hope Scholarship Fund that I got an email a few days later from my um, vial manufacturer who comes every year and he said, Lynn, I was so impressed with what you're doing to help people in recovery that next year we're going to double our donation. And then um, our attorney said, I was so impressed with the young man that I met, Aaron, who's going to be a parole officer ha after having overcome an addiction that, you know, we're going to continue to support this. So it really helps to connect your donors with the recipients and to see that they're well-spoken, you know, well-intentioned kids and, and young adults. Some of our scholarship winners are in their 30s mm -hmm. and they're getting their life back on track. But how, how rewarding is that to feel like you're a part of making a difference in somebody's life? Oh, it makes them want to give more. So absolutely. absolutely. So that might be a nice thing to mention. A lot of times when we talk with nonprofits, uh, we ask for volunteers that can help them. Um, in this particular case, it's not volunteers that you need, it's uh, the continued support, the financial support. Yes. We were very fortunate that the Highland Hospital Foundation, um, you know, granted us about $40,000. Mm -hmm. We gave our first round of scholarships in October, so, you know, we're going to be using our money twice a year. And we want, to, you know, we, want, we don't want to have any limits as to how many people that we can help. You know, we'd like to be able to help everybody who meets the criteria. Right. So I do think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a charity, if you will, that's really making a difference in our community. And quite honestly, the reason that we chose the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is because there was going to be practically no money that came out. So right. for every $100 that we put in, 99 point something is going to go to a scholarship winner. There's not a lot of money coming out. So it's, it's a place that you can donate and know your money is getting to that end user, that recipient, that person who needs it. Well, thank you for saying that. I think we're, as a foundation, are very proud of that and that you're right. Um, the administrative costs are very low, and we're here to support you and the work that you're doing, absolutely. Um, and speaking of the foundation, that is how applicants apply for Bridge of Hope. They, right. they go to uh, the foundation's website, which is tgkvf.org, and um, on that website there is a page dedicated to Bridge of Hope that uh, lists the uh, requirements and and the needs, and also where they can access the application. Correct. So when they fill out that application, and I should say that we're accepting applications uh, through October 15th. Yes. Um, 
I think there's a special tab in there. I think you have to look for something like special... Special initiatives. Special initiatives, yes. Right, and that'll take you to the Bridge of Hope page. And from there, then, you access an application to apply Correct. for this. And once that application is filled, um, after October 15th, there's a committee that meets. Um, and then that's how the scholarships are awarded. Um, and I know that uh, you've worked very hard to uh, pull together the right people for that committee right. and that you guys are diligent and thoughtful when you apply. And it's nine scholarships so far you've awarded, yes. which you've just started. That's right. great. So we gave nine scholarships in, in the um, spring round, and it was just amazing to me. One of those scholarship recipients was a young lady who was going to come to go back to school to get her certification to be a phlebotomist, to be able to work in the hospital. Um, another young man was going to be a parole officer and try to help people where he struggled. One of our recipients who's been in recovery for six years and working on his master's degree is actually starting a teaching job at Capitol High School this year. Wow. And to see someone who has struggled himself to be now a, a good husband, father, and uh, a person with an education who's going to be able to impact and hopefully steer some of our young students in the right direction, that was very powerful. We also had a young lady who is active in um, campus recovery mm -hmm. and has been very involved in creating um, recovery groups on the WVU campuses and they want to build that out because they see a lot of our kids are getting into addiction on the college campus. Starts with alcohol, then they start adding opioids. So to hit that where, where the young folks are is a great idea. And then we actually had a recipient this year, long time in recovery, who's a medical student. So wow. to me that just said there's no limit on what a recovering person can achieve if they're just willing to go after it. Well, and I think that um, they're going to achieve even more because of your dedication and those of your partners creating the Bridge of Hope Fund. Um, thank you for doing that. And again, I should say that applications are available through tgkvf.org, tgkvf.org. Or you can see our scholarship tab at fruitpharmacy.com and it will direct you to that scholarship as well as the 30 or 40 other scholarships that Fruit Pharmacy sponsors. Oh, great. Sponsors. So there's two ways right. um, to access scholarships. And uh, the deadline for this particular scholarship is October 15th. Lynn, thank you so much for being here. We've learned um, about the good work that Fruit is doing. We knew it was there. We've heard even more about it. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. We'll see you next time. For more info on the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org.